Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Believable. Arizona, Montreal, and New Jersey are one, two, three. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is really bad. <laughs> I hate the devil's too. Welcome, devil's folks, <laughs> to the really Broad Street Hockey, Hockey Radio post game <laughs> slash the Devils won the lottery party again. Um, right. Who's talking? Jason? Unmute yourself, buddy, but go on. I am so pissed. You and everybody else. <laughs> Sorry, give me a second. I had YouTube TV on. I was watching this stupid thing, and I'm just beyond angry. I mean, doesn't that just go to figure? I mean, I'm sorry. It... I don't know what to say. It had to be New Jersey, huh? Well, it's just... I mean, I didn't think we were going to get the top pick. I mean, you know, Dreamland would hope that. But, I mean, they're talking about, oh, there's really four great players in this draft. And, of course, we have to be right below it. I mean, of all the mocks, you know, that I've been looking at, it was Cooley was the guy we were that they, a lot of people believe we were looking at. I mean, maybe drops to us. Maybe, you know, maybe somebody wants something. But, oh, gosh, are you serious? The upside here is that, uh, Chuck Fletcher doesn't really have to make any kind of informed decision. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the, the questions we were asking before are now on the table now is, do we trade the pick? I don't think they trade the pick, no. I don't think there's any chance. Oh, anyway. It is... It, it, oh, stuff driver, thank God. Um... Step driver, hello. Whoa! The devils. The devils. You know what? You know what? Fuck them, number one. Yeah, number two. Number two. I don't give a shit. I don't. The devils? I mean, just specifically about the devils. Like, fuck them. They've won every offseason for the past decade, and they're still trash. So... Yeah, I don't care about the Devils getting the fourth pick. Um, I actually, I can't find my volume for the TV, so I've had to turn off the draft. If you guys can tell me, or the draft lottery, my bad. So if you guys can tell me who gets the top two, I assume it'll be announced soon. Um, I just think it's a very Flyers thing. Like, we got jumped by the devils. It just feels very flyers. Um, quick question before I go. Any chance of Barry Trouts? Uh, great question. So the chance that they're going to talk to him, very high. Like, I don't think that Chuck Fletcher would keep his job if he did not talk to Barry Trotz, even if it's just 
hey, can we talk? And Trot says no. He's going to have some type of communication with him. Whether Trot wants to come here, that's the variable. So Comcast will throw absolutely everything that they can at him. And, I guess and I the think question is, he wants somebody who's close. Like maybe a Detroit right. or somebody that, who's like that, who's like closer. Right. And so then it comes down to, does he want to come here? And how can we entice him to come here? And I think that there's, there's a case, not a solid case, not a great case, but there is a case to be made that this team is not as bad as they were this season. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I, we all watched it. We all watched it. So I'm very skeptical, but there is a case to be made with a healthy Sean Couturier, with a healthy Joel Farabee, with a healthy Ryan Ellis. Like there is a case to be made and maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get lucky one of these times. Like I'm just, I need a little bit of luck. Even if that luck looks like Johnny Goudreau, like I just need a <laughs> little bit of luck in any direction and I would love it if it was Barry Trotz. Well, take care, Steph. We can always make him a <coughs> co-GM. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jason. Kelly says she's having connection issues. So um, Seattle gets fourth, Arizona third. Thanks, Alex. Montreal won. So this is me going through the teams at the bottom of the league. Who's who's two? You're going to have to be terrible. So. Hello? Can you hear me, Steph Driver? I sure can. I oh, God bless. Mike I heard Mike first. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so New Jersey. So, oh, New Jersey got two. That's the dumbest thing I've ever said. I'm like, who's New two? Jersey. After I just spent the whole first five minutes yelling about New Jersey. Great job, driver. Great job. Patrick Reed Miller would like to speak. Patrick... Let me hit the button. Patrick, hello. You are on the post-game slash balls dropping podcast. Patrick, you're muted. Patrick, you're probably number two. By that, I mean shit. Well done, Kevin. Well done. That was actually a very good joke. That was good. On the inside, I'm laughing. Patrick. You're muted. Are you with us? You might not be with us. Well, when Patrick tries to figure things out, um, I guess I didn't. Uh, I don't know why I thought we would get lucky. Yeah, this, I just this wasn't going to be. Didn't it. want it to okay. be the Rangers or. I didn't want it to be the Rangers or the Devils again. That's what I'm annoyed about. I had this gut feeling that. Bettman wasn't going to allow Montreal. Uh, oh, I, I muted myself. That was fun. Um, it wasn't going to allow Montreal to not have the first overall pick in the second scheduled draft in Montreal because the one that was yeah. originally scheduled got canceled by COVID. Like there was, I just didn't think that there was a chance that Bettman would let that happen. Now that's my conspiracy theory, but really Bettman controls the balls. Like, let's be real. Um, yeah, the balls so, are not. The balls are not. So now we, we just, it's okay. You know, we've got uh, the number five pick in a draft that is going to be pretty good. Like, there's, this isn't, 
this isn't a consolation prize, even though we just sat through the most torturous season. Like, number five pick is going to be a good dude. Patrick Reed Miller, you're back again. Howdy. Hey. Sure can. Yeah. Yeah, I had to like leave the room and come back in. I could, I, I should, the thing showed me speaking, but like nobody could hear me. That was weird. Well, that's anyway, annoying. sorry about that. Yeah. I'm not even mad, but I just think it's comical how the the New Jersey Devils are going to pick number two again <laughs> in the, for the last time in how many years to just make us all, to make it all insufferable for us all. But oh well. Yeah, doesn't it just like, crush on. your soul a little bit? Like, oh, the Devils. Yeah. Yeah, they, it's like they're catering to the devil because they want them to succeed because they're like, oh, they signed Jack Hughes at eight years. He's got to succeed. They need to get him some help or something. Like, I feel like they just want them to be relevant again or something. It, <laughs> it just it blows my mind. Like, there, there's no reason. I was going to say there's no reason for them to be this bad, but they, their team just isn't good. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe. So they're probably going to get, like, what, that winger we all wanted, that. I forget where he's from, or maybe even like just despite as Logan Cooley. <laughs> Listen, I want the Finnish guy who I could not pronounce his name for the life of me. So, would Slap Slavkovsky? Yeah, I think that's I call him. him Slap Chop. What, what is it, Kelly? Slo- Slovakian. Slovakian. Oh, I'm completely Did you say Finnish. I did say finish. You were close. Why do you let me on these things without researching? <laughs> it's funny though. I was reading um, you know, on uh, the athletic dot, uh, down goes brown. He said like it would be so flyers if we just traded the pick, and I just laughed at it. The article was funny when he talked about us. I number one, Sean McIndoe, love him, love him, hero of mine personally. Um. Ah, do they? I don't think he'll trade the pick. He might trade down. He's been talking a lot about trading down. I, I don't mean, think I, we can't. Just we we have a top five. Just just pick somebody the scouts know they've been scouting at number five, and yeah, we should be I, happy. I I think that that's it's the safest bet unless unless they want to really really make a slam dunk. Like, could the number five pick land Johnny Hockey? No. <laughs> contract no. but like i if I, I wouldn't be opposed to it i think that's where i'm sta- i'm standing i wouldn't be opposed to them p- trading the pick but like it's got to be for not rasmus ristolainen <laughs> yeah i mean uh yeah we'll take i mean we should get Barry trots right I mean, mm-hmm. how are we feeling on that Oh, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, I I was just talking about this with um and I already forgot his name. Give me one second. I'm scrolling. Jason. I was just talking about that this with Jason. Um I I think that there's a there, there's a 100% chance that they're going to talk to Trots. And I think that it all is up to Trots whether he wants to come here or not. I I I have full confidence that Comcast will throw him all of the money that they can. Um, and, and just knowing, knowing the ownership group, like they, there's probably perks that coaches get that we don't know about outside of salary and bonuses, obviously free cable and internet. Um, 
I think that they'll do everything they can. It's just going to be up to up to Barry. Yeah, I mean, then again, so now Chuck Fletcher has the checklist is going to get bigger because now he's got to pick the right person at number five, and then he's got to nail the coach, and then he's going to have to shed some salary. So it's we're, we're not even done done yet, and if like it's, 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 we're, we're on like a it's so long, it feels like a like a mile long slog through the mud and ugh. at least the playoffs are fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as we're talking about all the list of things that Chuck Fletcher needs to do, the one that really makes me the least nervous is his drafting. Like he hasn't, I'm just thinking back. I haven't hated any of his drafts yet. Now there's always, there's always time. He could totally do it this one, and that would be he, hilarious. He could do it. At, and I mean, last year, if if we're counting trading the number one pick as part of his draft acumen, yeah, that was bad. Did not love that last year. Did not love. Um, but overall, the, the players that he has drafted look pretty good. I haven't been upset about any of them. So I... Like with the with the tiniest bit of confidence, I think that they'll be okay there. Um, but everything else, yeah, the laundry list just keeps piling up. I feel like the the top priority has to be clearing out cap, and they're not going to be able to do that until the, the playoffs are over. Yeah, we're going to be waiting until like July first, and then like maybe the bomb's going to be dropped that day. Like a trade we weren't expecting is going to happen, and we're going to be like, oh my god. So we'll see. But I don't I guess remember the, the exact timing. Sorry, NHL draft. Because I know it's not a third. Patrick, Wait, thank you, buddy. I'm going to bring year. in um. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, so the draft itself is on Thursday, Thanks, July 7th. And am I muted? Can you hear me? We got you. Yes, okay, I can hear thank you. Thank you. Um, so the draft itself, round one, Thursday, July 2nd. Uh, rounds two through forever, Friday, July 8th. And then NHL, the dates are just wonky this year. Free agency. Oh. Um, <laughs> Is that you corkscrewing up there? <sighs> I, I don't know I what's I'm happening at... in the background, but I'm still. Oh, yeah, that's not me. It's Patrick. It's still, I think. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think I might be looking at this a little bit differently than everyone. Um, I'm like kind of glad that we got the fifth overall. We didn't move up because it doesn't give Chuck the opportunity to fail upwards and like luck into something to keep his <laughs> job longer than what he's supposed to have it probably till the end of next season. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Do you think, do you think that you said the end of next season, do you think that he gets fired or do you think he gets promoted? promoted a hundred percent there's no way he gets fired this this they don't fire people here let's be honest here yeah well, i mean yeah, that was though, my gut too i just wanted to know what you thought <laughs> yeah i honestly if he doesn't walk away with like out of this offseason with a barry trotz or like a johnny gaudreau um you can honestly throw like i guess philip forsberg and maybe even like a Vinny trocheck or someone like that if he doesn't walk away with someone like that for free agency or like an A plus coach. I mean, I don't, 
I don't see him sticking around longer than next year. It's kind of weird that we're giving him the opportunity to hire a coach when he should be on the hot seat. Usually GMs don't really have that opportunity, but I guess his job must be like really safe. It is because he is not only the general manager, but he's also team president. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know who the Flyers should really draft. I mean, there's a handful of people, but um, I mean, I, he don't get me wrong. I, I'm not a Chuck Fletcher fan, but he does draft pretty well. And yeah. honestly, like moving him up, that would be like to just president and having an actual GM make the trades. That would be fine with me. But I, I don't – his uh, evaluation of NHL talent is just so poor that it's going to affect this team in the long run. Mm, where have we heard that before? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're living it. <laughs> we're, we're living through the fallout from Ron Hextall. That's true. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Kelly, are you coming back to me? I'm sorry that this is a disaster for me. Spotify hates Canada confirmed. Oh, rude. Where is where is our resident Canadian? Is he not in here? Pardon? Our our listener, our Canadian listener. Oh, Matt from Canada. He doesn't Matt appear to be Canada. here. I'm, I'm um, scro- I don't remember names. I remember pictures. So I'm scrolling through all of the... Uh, all the people who are in the room. I'm like, is one of you Mr. Canada? They're not. So who who do you guys, if, if anyone has any thoughts on who you would like to see the Flyers end up with if they pick at five? Slap Chop. Yeah, Slap Chop is absolutely not going to be there at five. That dream is dead. Yeah. Damn it. 100%. He'll probably go two, actually. Um... I honestly don't know. I feel like my brain had only worked my way through one through four. (laughs) Um, I wish, yes, Warren is saying Savoy or Nemich, which those two appear to be good. I don't know where Harris Barnes is. Harris Barnes is the person that hosts these post games, and he doesn't appear to be here, which is outrageous. Um, But, yeah, I, I mean, there should be a good player at five left. Of course there will be. I mean, it's... We're not going to – the cliff is not there are four really good NHL players and then the Flyers are fucked. Like, it'll be fine. Warren Brody, welcome to the Balls Dropping Podcast. How are you doing, buddy? Warren, you're muted. Warren? Stephanie? Anyone? I'm here. I'm still here. Sorry, I muted because I was. Okay, I, I wasn't. Uh, no, I wasn't uh, sure no, if it was me. There's Warren. There's okay, Warren. I'm sorry about that. Um, I like this Lecker Maki. I don't. Maki, he's a Swede. He, he lit up the under 18 tournament. Uh, he he's a scorer. So we need scoring. But this other guy Savoie, I think, is pretty good. And this Nemec was is pretty good. There should be someone there. I'm just this whole coaching thing though. Barry Trotz is 59 years old. If you were 59, would you come to the Flyers as the coach? My only my only thought is that maybe he likes a challenge. Yeah, but he can go home. Like maybe because he can go home to Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, that's true. He can go to yeah. 
And we can go maybe to Toronto. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We are not saying he could go home to Winnipeg like anybody actually wants to be in Winnipeg, right? Well, he's from there. I know, but still, nobody from Winnipeg even likes Winnipeg. Well, I think except, don't you except think for that, Nolan Patrick. Like I do know Boudreaux lives in Hershey off season. I wonder if that is more of an option than people are realizing. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I mean that's not far. Well, he's also got a connection to Chuck. You know how Chuck likes connections. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I mean, there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know how big of a chance it is. I might know more in a couple weeks. I am going up to Philly. I'm going to talk to everybody at the Flyers. Um, so maybe, maybe someone will give me a tidbit of information. I have no idea. Um, but I, I know that they're going to try. It would be absolutely ludicrous for them to not try. No, I, I agree. They should talk to him. But, you know, the Flyers are already boring. And I'm being totally honest. They are already a boring team. And they would bring in a bo- guy that runs a boring system. I just... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a great combination. I thought the same. I I had the same thought, Warren. <laughs> I have. But here's the thing. I'm very tired of being bored. But also, would you be bored if they were winning? Who's to say? I don't. I don't. I don't know. He. he I can't imagine that guy coaching Travis Konechny or some of these guys that are just so inconsistent. I would. I would prefer someone from one of these West Coast teams, like maybe Jim Montgomery, where where the, their style is exciting and you know something to look forward to. I they're they don't even have a style, so they that's just my opinion. I would prefer someone from one of those West Coast teams that would you know where we have a a skating team or scorers. Uh, we're not. Trotz's defense it will suffocate any good offensive player. We'll just look at Barzell. Yeah, yeah, and I I love that you mentioned Jim Montgomery because he's always been my top candidate for this opening. I think that you know his redemption story after suffering from you know alcoholism, um, whatever his other issues are that happened in Dallas his own redemption arc, the Flyers redemption arc. He's a good coach. He got a lot more out of the stars than a lot of people since. Um, I, I think that he would be a really great move. I wouldn't be upset, but now that Trotz is available, Trotz is, has immediately jumped to the top of my list, but Jim Montgomery, yeah, he's my one there's, there's going to be a lot of teams looking at him. Trotz. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be stuck holding the bag. I mean, while everyone's looking at Trotz, you, you know, you may have a bet, a more long-term solution. I'm not sure Trotz would be long-term at this point. So. Well, I, I mean, as long-term as a coach can be in Philadelphia, I mean, they, they don't yeah. last more than three seasons here. Well, that's the goal to have one that can last five or six years. If, if we have Wouldn't one that last five or six years, then that would be a Stanley Cup. Yeah. That would be really cool. Imagine imagine a world where the Flyers were not changing coaches every three years and general managers every four. That'd be cool. Yeah, so I they got to get the coaching thing right. I mean, the, 
the draft pick, they'll, they'll be fine. I'm not overly concerned. Uh, but they got to get the coaching thing right. Uh, I mean, for our mental health, they need to do it. Yeah. Have a great night. Thanks, Warren. Kelly is controlling the, the car here, and she, she's having connection issues, so I can't kick anyone out, and I can't make anyone talk. You're driving the yeah, car. Yeah, there's uh, no speaker requests. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. Whoa. Bill said he was joining soon, but I don't know how long ago he said that, and it's Bill, so that could be any time between now and midnight. going to have him. to shoot uh, Spotify an email and let them know that they should make us be able to change hosts of these rooms. That should be a thing. That should be a thing. I'm so oh, it's sorry a connection, that my connection thing. Is I thought Chris was telling me that my voice experience. is cracking. I've been talking a lot today. So that's if my voice is cracking, that's why. Um, Steve is asking for a link. If you could, oh, let me see. Is that something that I can do? Nope. I can do it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we'll, get, we'll get a couple more voices in here. I, I think that I'm just about talked out. Um, we will be doing um a draft party for that thursday i am trying to get the assembly room for us and by trying i mean i floated the idea um and i haven't heard back yet because it's it's a big ask so um we'll see but we will definitely be having a draft party at somewhere um and hopefully chucky two trades won't trade away that pick as I'm flying, that was not fun news to land to. Kelly J. Hello. What's wrong? Oh, 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 we have a speaker. Thank the gods. Taylor Donahue. Taylor, welcome to the Balls Dropping Podcast. Hello, how are you guys? Hey. I just wanted to change it up a little and ask if you guys have been watching the Panther series at all. I haven't, um, but I did get a brand new Panther shirt that says Claude Giroux on the front. And I'm that very counts. excited about that. What was that? That definitely counts as supporting them. <laughs> I am all in on Claude Giroux. I just, the Flyers broke me a little bit too much to be able to jump right back into hockey. Even though this is actually good hockey, I just haven't, I haven't been able to turn that corner yet. But do they play tonight? I should know this, but I don't. No, they play tomorrow. They played last night. Tomorrow I will watch. There you go. It's getting interesting. It's tied 2-2. Two two. Uh, Jeru scored in the first game, and I lost my mind. And I think oh I God. peaked in game one of round one. <laughs> I probably would have cried had I been watching. I. Oh. Yeah, I teared up. That's our dad. That's our boy. Exactly. <laughs> And he looks, he looks like he's just having so much fun down there, which I just want good things for him. Yeah, yesterday's game, they went down a goal with, like, three minutes left, and they put Drew out on the ice, pulled the goalie, and how many times have we seen that from the Flyers, you know? And I just thought the poor guy didn't escape that scenario. But <laughs> they, they ended up scoring in the last minute and tied it, and then they won in overtime. So I guess unlike the Flyers, things end up well for him down there in that exact yeah, scenario. 
he has other talent around him and he doesn't have to drag the carcasses of flyers exactly (laughs) (laughs) but anyway that's all i have for you guys i've been enjoying watching drew so and good hockey it's weird to see good hockey so i you know what you've inspired me i'm definitely gonna watch tomorrow like that i was still like well i've got to go see the babies nope i'm watching tomorrow taylor said it's gonna revitalize me so i'm doing it (laughs) well it's tied two to two so hopefully they don't crap the bed tomorrow on you guys but uh <laughs> I'll be watching. Excellent. Thanks so much, Taylor. Thank you guys. Have a good night. You too. Did our Steve join? No, I don't know why Steve can't seem to figure out how to get here. <laughs> I tweeted the link. Steve. Oy. Sorry, this is an absolute disaster. <laughs> Steve Jacket. Um, no, we're we're doing our best. Yeah, Bill said twenty minutes sorry. ago he was joining. So sorry, sorry, Just sorry. Stop meeting yourself. I said stop muting yourself. She goes back on mute. No, sorry, I didn't know if you could hear me. I'm not sure if I'm talking oh, and no one can hear me. I can hear you. Yeah, I don't, um, I, I keep trying to send Slack messages, but I can't, um, I tweeted the link. I don't know why Steve can't find it. Also, he follows me on this app, so I'm not sure what the trouble is. All right. Let me, you talk. Let me see if I can figure it out. So what are your Yeah, so if anyone wants to talk, we got a wide open space. I want you to talk. My thoughts are that it's annoying because at this, oh, okay. So I'm mostly annoyed because we're definitely not going to get a player that can play next year. Which means you don't think so? At, at five? It's all kind of meaningless. No. No. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I, I think People smarter than me have suggested that only a couple of these guys are ready. Where's Micah? Get him on the line. I'm just kidding. Don't. <laughs> He's busy. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I think Charlie said that only the um, your boy Slap Chop can probably play next year. Wright can probably play next year. I don't well, they'll think they'll still have a whole summer Savoie training camp, development camp. Who knows? Ah, uh, yes. The Flyers are famously very good at developing players, so that should go really well. You make an excellent point. I take it back. Oh, here's where Steve. Is my oh, thank God. Coming from? Where, Steve. where? The NHL lottery went poorly. Did you not hear that? I did. I heard it. That wonderful singing there. Yeah, there, there we go. That's uh, come on. Did we expect anything else to happen here than get totally screwed up for by the NHL lottery? Good lord, what a. What a night. So I tweeted, LOL, this is so anticlimactic because all of the all of the picks were in order. And as I hit send, the flyers got bumped. So you like, jinxed it. You blew it. I, it was my fault, everybody. It's my fault. I wanted some excitement and I just doomed us to the number five pick. I'm sorry. 
my bad. Uh, you know, I was I was hoping to just be able to pop on and, and make some inappropriate jokes about balls or something. And no, we just have to be upset because we actually fell back as fun. It's just, oh, it's just upset. And the fact that Jersey gets the number two is just a sick, sick joke. It's like adding insult to injury. Like, no, New Jersey, no thank you. Noted war criminal franchise, the New Jersey Devils, just keep getting rewarded by this league. And they don't have fans. There's like 25 people who show up to Devils games, and they're all jerks. Yeah. Every last one of them, complete jerks. They And they just keep getting top picks. It's, it's just absurd. I, I cannot... I cannot stand it. And yeah, I don't know what to do about the fifth pick. Unfortunately, I don't, I haven't done my draft research yet. I've done a little bit, but you know, by a little bit, I mean, I know who Shane Wright is. Yeah. I my main hope Wright, is that. And I know. Chucky two trades swings for the fences a little bit here and uh, goes for some talent, but I'm not holding my breath on that one. Let's trade it. I'm not opposed. Who said that? I just. William Matz. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Well, that's bad. <laughs> I mean, five was, five was the most likely pick, right? Like, based yeah. on odds and shit. Yeah. I just... Why the devils? Why can't the NHL fix this the right way? Like... Okay, Montreal, that's good. They're a they're a franchise worth a lot of money that needs to be a lot better than they are. But other than them, like the Devils, if they have every great player in the league, will still not draw or be worth anything. I the fucking Devils for my entire life, for as far back as I can remember watching hockey, have been screwing us. Uh, but cool, top five pick. That's what I wanted. Um, you know what I like about it is it takes a lot of the decision-making out of the Flyers' hands, and they just get to take whoever's left. And um, I like those odds. I'm really thrilled, you know, because I, I, you already know Chuck's going to just try to trade back or do something weird that is just going to irritate can. all of They us. really can. <laughs> you can. You can. I'll just never forget that Cole Caulfield draft and the entire crowd, just a, a literal crowd with us going, oh, no, they could have gotten Caulfield and they traded back. And then it came time for the pick and they said a C name and everybody got really excited. And then it was Cam York. They, like they could have had him twice, but I have more faith. I think, uh, who am I kidding? No, I don't. <laughs> blind luck. Blind luck is on their side. They have to get lucky at some fucking point. Like after the Nolan Patrick disaster, after the 07 shit, like the guy who goes first scores a Stanley Cup winning goal against them. Aren't they due for some luck? I, they've been due for luck since 1975 and they haven't gotten it once. They went seven with the Oilers that one time. That was pretty lucky. That's true. Yeah, I so a couple things because we've already kind of talked about it, but um, we'll talk about it again. So I, I don't, I don't love the whole thought process behind um, it's taking the decision out of the Flyers' hands. You know, Chuck hasn't 
really done a bad job drafting. And also, like... He hasn't done... We don't actually know what kind of job he's done yet. Like, we really don't know what kind of job he's done drafting yet. And, like, just based on his general decision-making philosophy, um, you know, Rasmus Ristolainen is worth a first and $25 million. Like, I don't want him and his front office actually making decisions. Yeah, I get that. I just, I don't have the animosity towards him that a lot of other people do. Um, and, and I think that's because I don't, it's about Rasmus Ristolainen. I think that that's what it is. Like, I've just stopped giving a shit about him and other people aren't quite there yet. He hasn't done enough to like, I don't so much have animosity towards him as just like, it's maybe the biggest thing on his resume. His biggest move was abjectly fucking, stu- objectively fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, how long was that his biggest move though? Was it his biggest move or was it just the one that pissed us off the most? I mean, I, it might have been both. Matt Niskanen is a nice little move, but like it didn't like, okay, it worked, but it's not like it was huge. Justin Braun. All right. You needed a defenseman. You got a defenseman. Cool. Ryan Ellis. That was his biggest move. And, you know, jury's still out. What else has he done? Like, it's not like he does a lot. I, I would say Ellis Kevin Hayes was him, move, right? But, was yeah, Kevin, Kevin Hayes, Hayes was him? him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Hayes was definitely him, but, and I, I would say Hayes, Ellis and Ristolainen are the the three biggest moves. And unfortunately, Ristolainen is the one that sticks with everybody because just the divided opinions on him. And I don't understand why they're divided opinions on him at this point. And the big contract and the fact that he's we finally traded the first round pick for an asset today. And it was the wrong goddamn asset. Yay, Chuck. Steve, agreed. Uh, it, it's, so how do we? It's do we just have exhausting. any speakers? Yeah, is like, uh, is anyone here who knows about who might go fifth? I'm very upset that Harris isn't here, Bill. Like, God I'm so damn upset. it, Harris! You have one job we don't pay you for. <laughs> Literally one job. <laughs> do our work for us for free. That's all we ask. But the the guy we all like because of his name, Slavkovsky, he's supposed to go like three or four, I believe. He could go two, actually. From what I understand. Why is everyone mute, muted right now? I was just... I was I was Googling. I was in the Slack begging people to come in that know anything about the traffics. Yeah, where are... are uh, I, I, do, I do enough yelling about the actual team. What about the, uh, you know, potential team? The hypothetical team? We need those people. Yeah. None of those people are real to me. I have to run. Well, no, we need the people who know about those people. I have to run, my loves. It was lovely talking to you. And everyone, get up there and talk to Kelly, Stephen, Bill. Thanks, Dr. Driver. Bye. All right. So, yeah, Pronman, who we all know and love, obviously Shane Wright ranked one. And then, uh, yeah, the, the guy whose name I'm going to butcher every time. Thank God. Uh, Juraj Slavkovsky, uh, he is him two. I think that was right. Logan Cooley three. Uh, yeah, the 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 Czech defenseman Juracek 
uh, four. And at five, the Slovakian defenseman, Simone Nemec, I believe is how you say it. Mm. Uh, six foot 190. He's, a, he's right-handed, so that means he's going to be worth something when we eventually trade him for a veteran. That'll be cool. <laughs> but the guy projected for sixth is named Cutter, and that's just a cooler that's name. his first name? Cutter Gauthier. No, I don't like that. Diamond Cutter? You don't like that? Diamond Cutter Gauthier. Diamond. <laughs> I don't like the idea of a person called Cutter as their first name. I, like I mean, that. that is a pirate name, right? He is 6'2", six, six, mm-hmm. 190. That's cool. Is that big? I mean, I for an 18-year-old in the oh, yeah, uh, so. in the new NHL when, like, the average weight is under 200 pounds or whatever it is. You know, you can't teach size. People often forget that. <laughs> Some of the wrestlers teach it. Fair enough, Steve. Discipline. So, like, do you have a preference? Like, okay, so at five, Pronman has a defenseman ranked, and at six, a forward. Say those two are on the board. Knowing very little about them, do you have a positional preference? I would prefer a forward, to be honest with you. But that's only because I'm so very tired of defense, and I only want goals. <laughs> but none of these guys worked out. And look, like, what if what if we had, you know, the fourth pick in 2017? Would you have been tired of defense then? Because he scores a lot of goals. You make a fair point. Um. I'm not sure if any of these defensemen are coming. But we didn't know Kale McCarr like was hurt. That's probably not because he's got fucking 10 points in four games. He's scoring at a pace better than like 89 coffee. But like, If anybody knew Kale McCarr was Kale McCarr, he would have gone first overall. You yeah. don't think the Devils would prefer him over Nico Heeshear? Yeah, like that's the thing is the top of that draft was literally, okay, neither of these guys are franchise centers, but they're probably really good twos. Who do you like more, Heeshear or Patrick? And that was – Everything about that draft, like everywhere. Anyone who's like, oh, I had Kale McCarr rated higher, you're a fucking liar. Or a genius. That's or like Bob the Clark's one music. genius. Here's Bob Clark to claim that they were like, no, it was Kale McCarr. Okay, Clarky. Okay. Yeah, Bob Clark was in there arguing for the undersized defenseman that scored a lot. Now, I, I'm really a real idiot that. when it comes to prospects. He like did a, draft a the only pick. Oh, there you go. Man, he just keeps coming up because Brad was bringing him up in the slack. I forgot Yoni Pekinen existed. We traded up. It's we Yoni traded Pekinen up to like I four think. for him, didn't we? Is that, I, I do not recall. Is that like when was the last time they traded up in a draft? Didn't they trade up like, for um Konecki? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They move the one like a couple of spots it wasn't that yeah it was the coburn first and then we threw in a team and in second to get up to a couple of spots to get uh yeah to get Konechny. uh they traded back into the first for morgan frost that worked out uh <laughs> i can't think of any other time warren brings up a good point in the uh, in the chat fletcher loves americans so cutter is the guy so I, I know very little about the draft, but I do know that Porn Man here has the cutter shot listed as high end, Ooh. and I'm all about that. Let's give, give me two snipers, and I'm good. I don't need a sniper on every line. <laughs> this is the conversation the other day, right, Kelly? Or yeah. I, I would like a sniper on at least two lines. 
I don't need them on every line, but two snipers would be nice. I would. I think that we should aim high and get a sniper for every line. Fourth line sniper. Maybe Zach McEwen can become a fourth line sniper. He cannot. I can tell you that in advance. He cannot. <laughs> it is not happening. Not with that attitude. I, you know, the man has a great mustache and great fists, but that's, uh, he ain't sniping. You know what I want to know from the people who aren't talking to us? I want to know after, now that this is over, has your like opinion heading into the off season changed at all? Or do you feel exactly the same as you did 20 minutes ago? I feel the same. And like, we were all so against the idea. Like, I got off jokes on Twitter when they were all like, "Oh, you know, we traded the pick and everything. Uh, uh, trade traded down last time when they talked about uh, the Cam York and everything that draft. Like, when it was just hypothetical, and we thought we were like, well, this could be, we could have the second pick. Like, maybe we could drop a little further. Uh, you know, in the standings. Now that it's not hypothetical, how you feel about moving the fifth pick? I'm cool with it. I, I'm totally fine moving the fifth pick. I, I guess it assets. would depend on return. Like, are we getting Rasmus Ristolainen again, or are we getting somebody good? Sadly, I don't think you can ever get Rasmus Ristolainen again, <laughs> because there's only one guy with that combination of size and locker room likability and just on-ice ineptness. Also, welcome, Thomas, to the Balls Dropping Podcast. Hello, gang. I'm here to talk about some uh, balls dropping. I'm ready to hear your thoughts about it. <laughs> I, I begged for somebody who knows anything about prospects in the Slack, and we got Thomas, and I'm very happy I about it. I guess we'll take it. I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say I'm an expert, but I'm just someone that can relay enough information because it's uh, an interest of mine. So I'm not going to say I'm watching enough of these guys to really form my own opinions, but I've watched enough to uh, – I guess bolster some other people's. You, you knowing anything is better than the three <laughs> of us. <laughs> yeah, I'll just talk about a uh, Gleb, who's my number one favorite um, guy. But it, th- that's not in the realm of the number five pick, so it's fine. Gleb. We don't need to talk about Gleb. He's it's sick. Gleb. So who who yeah. would you pick at five? Um, I think we, we mentioned in Slack a little bit, but it really depends on who's available. Like I, it's tough to not imagine obviously Shane Wright going first and then some combination of Cooley, Slavkovsky and you could throw Juracek, Nemich and like, and obviously, yeah, like any of those guys really at number four. Four, so number five, it's kind of taking that next step down. Um, the hot take is a really interest in Brad Lambert. Um, he was projected to go into the top five anyways before. It's kind of like a Aturati situation from last year or a Timothy Logren from a couple of years ago, and now you've seen with a player that he's become after a little bit of development. But Brad Lambert's a really interesting guy that I have just kind of fallen enough and fallen in love with but he's not really consensus that high so if you kind of balance out of everything and balance the like wanting to see what the flyers kind of want i would probably go honestly maybe matthew savoy of the winnipeg ice he's a centerman who's played kind of really well on a very very good whl team in the 
in the ice. So um, I think that's probably someone that you're kind of aiming for a little bit. That Savoy's name came up quite a bit on post games as we were getting towards the end yeah. of the season. Uh, a good good uh, discussion in the comments just about the idea of trading the pick. The Flyers, especially if they go through with this plan, are not going to have cap space anytime soon. And even if the player isn't ready for a year, like you're going to need a good, young, cheap player in this lineup somewhere. Like you're paying six million bucks between Scott Lawton and uh, Oscar Limblom. Like you need to save money somewhere. Mm -hmm. This is a possibility for it. Yeah, and I think Savoy is a very safe pick. Like it sucks to talk about safeness and stuff, but like you see an NHL player there where someone like Juracek is a very – and even Lambert that I was speaking with, like I love him, but you never know if he's going to contribute right away. I think Savoy will just need one more year, and you could honestly see him um, do the typical stint in the AHL at the end of next season, and then he's on NHL ice. Um, but And he might even do a In the playoffs for us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, like, and you've seen surprises, like, come through the draft. Like Cole Sillinger for Columbus last, last season, he was drafted, at, I think, 11th or 12th. I want to say, and he's the only one in the first round that's played a full season because you don't have your own powers or whatever. They went back and stuff. So it could be a surprise where whoever the Flyers draft at five or just is good enough to step right in. And again, like you said, if they want to compete and stuff and get an NHL ready kind of player, like a Savoy or anything like that, um, then yeah, then it'd be kind of an option to think about. Playoffs, what a concept that is. Can't even it's, imagine. I This is the time of year now, it's a shame, where I rediscover my love for hockey. I'm like, oh, I do love this fucking sport. I know why I'm so into this. Cause like every time. Yeah, there was a time in my life where it was good and fun. Right, and just watching this boring, bland hockey that we've seen for years now is just so dispiriting and just ugh, unpleasant. I would just love to see any semblance of talent get injected into the pipeline. I mean, we've seen a little bit. I, I was excited to see Brink come up this year, but I really would love to see the Flyers aim for the fences in a way, you know, to use the baseball terminology there. And Yeah. Thomas, is there anyone talking about this team's boring, uh, you know, just boring style of hockey? Now, boring can win. Uh, I mean, I thought the Dallas Stars stunk, and they're right there with a team I thought was the other elite team in the West. But for the most part, we're seeing fast attacking teams uh, make doing damage in these playoffs. Is there anyone who you'd say can help lead this team into, you know, modern hockey, kind of change their style a little bit? I think uh, Simon Nemec would probably be the – modern guy he's basically your prototypical puck moving defenseman from the back that loves to rush up the ice with possession um and honestly the flyers they don't really have that right now they maybe thought they had it in a couple other guys but it would be never kind of be able to be that fourth forward and be a very consistent guy um that way and that's kind of we've talked about it enough in the past but it's kind of where the modern game is going where your defensemen aren't necessarily responsible for responsible for defense just open it up i personally hate defense defense, so that's great yeah get rid of it get rid of defense just be good like just be a good hockey player 
position designation, don't care. Create offense. Like Keith Yandel. Exactly. The man is an offensive dynamo. <laughs> he, he creates a ton of offense, yeah. He creates a ton of offense for, uh, for one team. Yeah, there's, there were a lot of scoring chances when he was on the ice. It was never yeah, born. That's, that's the man generated scoring chances. You cannot deny that. <laughs> really going to miss him, let me tell you. Maybe I'll coach. Head coach, baby. <laughs> Honestly, I'd throw him right in the booth with JJ when Jonesy's off right now. <laughs> oh, man. This is no offense to Hartsey, but much offense to Hartsey. He's coming along. He's like, he's. Uh, I, I think he's very good on the intermissions. Yeah. I don't know I don't about know. calling games. I don't know about calling games, but, you know. Let's promote Keith Yandel to that right now. So I mean, I I'm all about that high end talent, and if Nemich can move the puck like that, I mean, I'm not as thrilled by the the concept of a defenseman. I do agree with your your attitude towards it, Kelly, as far as defenseman kind of being like a boring pick for the Flyers at this point. But at the same time, if you can get somebody to move them into more modern hockey style, I'm all about it. Yeah, I feel like it, it's it's tricky too when you're picking a defenseman that high because you kind of want them to be well-rounded enough. And there could be one-dimensional guys later down that are available, like once you go into the second round of this draft and stuff. But uh, yeah, and I do think that generally it'd be better to pick a forward with your top pick just because it feels like more predictable and not so, I don't know, wishy-washy is, if that's a appropriate kind of utilage but uh yeah it, it's it, it's tricky because you see guys like Nemec and Juracek kind of projected so high but then you also want kind of that I don't know that talent that could be up there like I think Savoy and obviously Savkowski has that um so if they're available then it's yeah it's it's I feel like it's a very tiered tiered draft where a bunch of players are grouped together where there's not a lot of separating them and defense, I, I know we don't. Uh, I know we don't want to play it safe, but I do feel like defensemen that high in the draft, there's a baseline. Like they will be some sort of some sort of contributor in an NHL lineup. My question now is, like with any of these players, especially a defenseman, we know defensemen. You know, some guys come in right away and are awesome, but defensemen can take a little longer. Like, we saw what happened with Travis Sanheim. He's now a good second-pair defenseman. Like, can Nemich or somebody come in and contribute prior to age 26, 27, be a high-end player prior to, like, a prime-aged player? Yeah, I think I think Nemich could be that guy. And I don't I'm, – I'm not sure if the, it'll be available at five, but it's just – it, it, it's tricky because I think you see what he's done at, for his team at a pro level, and he has that experience at a pro level. Like it's not like you're picking, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example of even a Provorov at that high, where he all he's played against is teenagers, um, and you're kind of expecting him to suddenly jump up into the in, into pros um, eventually, but. Nemes has been playing against adults pretty much his whole career. I, I don't have the thing in front of me. Let me see this up. But he's been playing at the top Slovakian level 
since he was yeah there you go since he was 16. So he's been playing against men. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like back in 2019, yeah, he had 12 games in the top. Like it's just it's getting those players that could think faster and think more physical and are getting used to playing at that professional level. And I think Nemich can is right up there. Now, how jealous should we be about the Devils getting that number two pick? Very. Which I enjoy. He's a really they can get they good. can get Juraj now. Right. Who I wanted. Was there? Did anyone like? I know we talked about this and it was kind of silly, but was anyone like fuck the second pick? Like, yeah, if you can get one and get Shane Wright, cool. Otherwise, keep me in that four, five, six range. Like, let's just avoid two at all costs. Did anyone just have that little feeling in the back of their head? No, but it was a very popular opinion on Twitter over the past. Oh, week, well, of course. Where everyone is crazy. Um, they're all rational. What are you talking about? Twitter is where good opinions are held. It's their motto. I kind of wanted us to stay at four. I feel like four was the place that Chuck Fletcher can make the fewest mistakes. Well, now it's not so much about making mistakes as it is like, all right, what's left? And that's what I said earlier. But, yeah, uh, you know, you fall to four in the standings, bottom four, and you're like, oh, cool. That's where we should be picking. And, of course, somebody jumped over you. Uh, Why wouldn't it be? And it just gets back to – if it was any other team, I don't think I'd be upset about it because, like, I kind of expected the fifth pick. It's it's what, you know, they're talking about on pregame a couple weeks ago. Like, oh, yeah, this is this is probably where they're going to be picking is fifth. And it's – if it wasn't the Devils, I wouldn't be We would give zero shits if it was any team but the Devils. It's the only team that could possibly boil my blood by getting that number two pick. All right, well, I don't think anybody else wants to talk to us, you guys. All right, if we don't have any uh, – yeah, we're close to an hour here. If we don't have any callers, we can uh-huh. wrap it up. I got – I mean, it's not like uh, – I love Thomas comes in and says I'm not exactly an expert. Like, hey, buddy, you know what we do here? <laughs> yes, again. <laughs> I swear I'm not an expert, guys. <laughs> well, in Me neither. <laughs> you know, we, we should have – we should have tried to arrange – for hockey expert Ivan Provorov to join us because we're just members of the media and we just say whatever we want. We should have had hockey expert Ivan Provorov to tell us about this stuff. Bill, he doesn't need your glory stories. Oh God. Well, there's a good, that's good. He doesn't need glory stories from me because uh, I I ain't making them. Glory stories. That's still, I'm still laughing about glory stories days later. Wait, did he say glory stories? He definitely did. He was I like, don't I don't, I I don't need your, yeah, it was like, I don't need you writing glory stories about me or something like that. Glory stories. Glory stories. Glory stories. Alvin Provost doesn't need your glory stories. So, All right, so I'm driving. Bill, you have anything else to add? Oh, yeah. oh, Bill, go. I'm driving up to Connecticut a couple of weeks ago for a wedding, and we stop uh, like an hour away uh, from where we're going. We're going to Hartford at a uh, at a rest stop. I go into the bathroom, and I saw for the first time in my life an actual in right in front of me an actual glory hole. 
I'm in the stall. I'm in the stall, and I look next to me. I'm like, that's weird. There's a circle cut out, and oh, my God. That's exactly what I think it is. And it was one of the most mind-blowing experiences of oh, my no. life. Oh, no. I don't like that, Bill. I don't like Did that Did they at cover all. it with duct tape, like on Always Sunny, to protect, the, you know, <laughs> what you need to protect? No, no. Uh, it looked like it was pretty professionally done, though. It wasn't rough. Somebody spent time on this. They sanded it down. <laughs> you took your grinder to a bathroom stall. I can't think of a better way to end a podcast where we talk about the devils leapfrogging the flyers yet again in drafting position than a glory hole. It's perfect. The balls dropping podcast ends with a story. A, a glory story. <laughs> a glory that is the story. only glory story I'll be telling about this, uh, this, this current. <laughs> it was, it was right before the season season ended. So yeah, it was a, a glory story about this season. You're good. All right, <laughs> Bill, I know you're not hosting this, but I'm going to make you wrap it up. And that is all the time we have for you on the uh, Lotto Balls Dropping Spotify Live. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, you can find earth-shattering content like the, the show we just provided for you right here. This will go up on the uh, podcast feed at some point. I want to thank Kelly. I want to thank Steve. I want to thank Thomas Williams for dropping by and Steph Driver for being here earlier. Uh, thanks to all of you for living with us through this horrific hockey season, which ends uh, poetically with the Flyers being jumped in the draft lottery by none other than the New Jersey Devils. Uh, that's it for me. My name's Bill Matz. Until next time, have a great week, everybody. It's 2023, and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Throw show. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.